1: Good morning and welcome to Autism Live. I'm Shannon Penrod, and we are coming to you still from distance. Uh, but we're thrilled to be here. And we've got, man, have we got an amazing week for you. We've got an amazing guest for you today. In fact, we've got amazing guests every day this week. I'm really excited about this week. So I I want to thank all of you for being with us this morning and remind you that we're live. Today is Monday, it is the 3rd of May. Um, we're so, you know, don't forget that tomorrow is May the 4th. Uh, <laughs> and so it's official star Wars day tomorrow. Uh, but we, uh, we're here live on Facebook, on YouTube and on Twitter and on our homepage, which is autism live.com. And we love it when you guys tune in. We love it when you share it with other people and let other people know, cause you know, if you're a fan of this show, you know, we don't have a marketing budget. We don't we don't roll that way, so we encourage you to like, share, review, you know, whatever. Write in with your comments. I'm going to tell you how to do that in a second. But I really want to start by thanking you because we are now the number one rated autism podcast worldwide, and that's because of you. Because people like you watched the show, said, "Hey, there's something really to be said here." and shared it with other people. And that has meant the world to us because we're the little show that could and we just keep on keeping on with you. Uh, Our mission here is to provide information and inspiration to that larger autism community, which of course starts with individuals who are on the autism spectrum. Yes. And then we expand that out to absolutely everyone who loves those individuals. Cause that's what it's all about. I happen to be one of those people uh, that I love more than one person on the autism spectrum, but in particular love my son, who was diagnosed at two and a half is about to turn 18. We are like 32 days away from him turning 18. Someone, you know, um, hold on to my purse. I don't know what to do, but uh, so exciting, and I want for all of you to be able to have the the help and hope and in, impetus to do what you want to do in this world. It's an individual journey. It's not a one size fits all, right? And wait till you see our guest today, because he's got a message about all of that that I think will be really helpful to you. So let's remind everybody how you can connect with us if you are one of those people either on the spectrum and or someone who loves folks on the spectrum, because we want to help you to get to the things that you need. So uh, Traven's showing you a bunch of different ways that you can connect. If you're on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter right now, live, you can just write in. Sometimes more and more of the other places that we're live, um, there's an interface that sometimes it works. uh, But the easiest way is on those big three. We hope that you will write into us. We love your comments. I've got something hiding it for me right now. Uh, oh, it's wanting me to restart my computer. No, let's say no to that. Uh, hey, we're saying hi to the Stevenson Gresh family. We're saying hi to Meng. Uh, we're saying hi to our guest who's here with us. Uh, we are also saying hello to Lucy and Christine D. Uh, so that's the way you write in. You write in and then you have an opportunity to be talking to me and to our guests. You know that I uh, also, I wanna make sure that you guys know that our podcast is available For free, free download wherever you get your podcasts. And we hope that you will check that out. Good morning, Amanda. And hello to Sam Rowit. So thrilled that you guys are here with this one again. I love our guest. Um, So I I like to remind all of you from the start that we have lots of experts with us on the show from time to time. In fact, we've got a great expert for you today. But just reminding you that I am not one of the experts. I'm here because I have a passion for this subject um, but not an expert, right? I, I've been covering autism for almost a decade and a half now in a journalistic format. And, um, you know, I've met a lot of people. So I like to say I have an informed opinion, but don't confuse me with the experts. Yes. I sound like uh, I have this very strident voice. So I always sound like I'm 100% sure about what I'm talking about. It's not usually the case. Uh, that's my little secret. But uh, just know not an expert, don't confuse me for one of the, confuse me for someone who cares and has an opinion. Sure. I'll give you my opinion anytime you want, but not an expert opinion. Okay. Uh, we do like to start the show on Monday with something we fondly refer to as the jargon of the day. This is when we take on one word, one phrase, one acronym. We try to figure out what in the Hey Nani Nani are those experts talking about? What does this have to do with us? Do we really have to learn these terms And in the beginning, I was militant. I was like i 'm not learning a whole nother language. Just speak to me in the language that I you know speak um, Then I learned that that was costing me time, and it was costing my son progress and in a, and in a bigger sense, too, it was costing me the peace of knowing that I was doing everything that I could for my son, so slowly. I started to learn jargon terms. This is why we do it here on the show. So you don't have to try to eat that whole elephant in one bite. We give you the actual definition. I make fun of it because, you know, really that's all it's good for. And then we give you a working definition to see if we can't have a beginning understanding. If you don't get it the first time out, don't panic. Uh, Stick around because these things are cumulative, right? Right. And once you have heard it a couple of times and then you see it in your life, you'll go, okay, I think I get that. So let's take a look at what our jargon term for today is. Are you ready for this? Uh, Yes, that's what I thought it was. Uh, This one's a toughie, right? You'll get a lot of different people who will interpret this in a lot of different ways. But let's talk about apraxia. If you haven't heard this word before, I'm glad you're here because I think this is something that we all need to be aware of. So let's take a look at our actual definition of apraxia. Let's take a look. Uh, Apraxia is characterized by a loss of the ability to execute or carry out learned purposeful movements despite having the desire and the physical ability to perform the movements. Now, at first glance, I think a lot of us go right to, you know, like dance. Uh, Like, you know, if I, I, I can see the step, I can appreciate what the step is. I have the physical ability to do the step, but I'm not able, I'm not a dancer. I don't know, there's something from, you know, here to my leg where the dance thing doesn't happen in the way I want it to. Same thing with ice skating. I used to watch ice skaters and I was like, I think I could do that. I can picture it. I could choreograph an ice dance thing in my head because I can see it all. Right. But something from here to the execution, and it could be that I just need a lot more hours to do it. But for me, I can tell you that physically my body doesn't work in that way. I know lots of dancers and their bodies work in that way. Okay. So, maybe we start to get an understanding of it through that, because I think that's something that a lot of us can appreciate. But now let's move to our working definition, and let's hone this in on autism, because we're really not talking so much about dance with autism. So our working definition of apraxia is a disorder in which someone is incapable of doing something even though they want to. Now, this definition is a little bit old for my taste, because I think this is how we used to look at apraxia, as incapable. And I just wanna call that out and call us out on that and say, I think that in the, the 10 years that we've been doing this show and doing this jargon, that we now need to update this because I think we have learned that uh, with apraxia, it's not hopeless. Um it means that it's going to need a lot more work but it's not that somebody's incapable it's just that there is a real um and substantive issue that's preventing someone from being able to do what they want and of course when we're talking about this with autism more often than not we're talking about this with vocal verbal um ability to communicate so expressive language that um, some of you may have apraxia yourself or you might have a child with apraxia or you've been around a child with apraxia. And what we see with apraxia is that the person wants to communicate. The person, like they, the, the word is there, it's on the tip of their tongue, but the getting it out, having the brain talk to the muscles in the mouth and have it be a way of of getting it to come out can be singularly frustrating for folks with apraxia. Now, uh, recently, I I heard uh, Dr. Shea talk about this and say that you know it really a lot of it comes to muscle tone and 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 practice um, c- connecting. The brain to the muscles of the mouth to be able to have that verbal vocal communication. It's very different, I think, than other than than just classical autism and having difficulty um, communicating expressively. Because for often for the person with apraxia, the words are there, uh, and they are totally getting it receptively, and they want to speak, and they know what they would like to say, but to have it. Connect with the brain and the musculature to get the words out. Ooh, struggle, right? And we and I, I think it's one of the hardest things to watch folks with apraxia because you see that desire, um, and it's very frustrating. But what I want to be clear about today is that we've learned so much in the last ten years about apraxia, and we've seen many people with apraxia be able to become highly vocal. vocal I keep messing all the words up, verbally vocal, right? Because we know that being verbal isn't just about being vocal. Um, But we know that for many, the ability to speak vocally um, is something that, you know, I think the general population wants to have the ability to do it. Um, It's not the be all end all. It doesn't mean that you can't communicate if you can't communicate vocally. But I think a lot of people like the speed with which you can communicate vocally. Um, and and so for those who have either apraxia themselves or they have a child with apraxia, I just want you to know that there is more hope today that more people with apraxia have gotten to the point where they have that vocal speech than ever before. But it, it, it needs to be treated in a different way than when someone just isn't speaking. Um, because if... If I didn't have the ability to do something, I would wanna be taught in a way that is deeply compassionate because this is so frustrating. So does that make sense? Um, that there are experts in this now. And if you or your child is dealing with apraxia, I really want to encourage you. I still love ABA and I still want you to be doing good ABA, but I want your ABA team to be up on apraxia and trained on apraxia. And I want you to be working with a speech and language pathologist who's up on apraxia and up on the cutting edge things that they're doing for apraxia because it's changed a lot a lot in the last 10 years. Does all of that make sense? Uh, And I see somebody writes in and says, this sounds like my son. If you don't have a diagnosis of apraxia and you feel that you or someone in your life is struggling with exactly these issues, I really have to encourage you strongly, go get that diagnosis, get that looked at, because it's very specific and the breakthroughs that they've had are very specific with how to work with apraxia. So I just want to pack hope in your backpack, but tell you, you got to take action. Yeah. Okay. So good one to know. All right. Let's move on to our question of the day that we always ask for you guys. So our question today is what keeps you up at night? I really want to know, um, like, what are the things a lot of people have been writing into me and telling me that they're struggling a little bit with insomnia right now, that they're, you know, that, you know, when, when I say, well, what's happening, what's really going on? Um, it's very interesting, the array of things that people are saying, a lot of people are having anxiety, because as we open the world back up, um, and it's everything. it's everything from financial concerns to I'm not used to being out there anymore. I'm not used to social things anymore. Some people it's I've gained weight while we were in this isolation, and now I'm panicking because the world's gonna see me again. For other people, you know it's it's other things that you know I lost weight and I don't have clothes that fit me anymore, and I don't know. You know, and and the rules seem to be changing. We talked about this the other day with doctor Grampiche because somebody wrote in and said, I'm I'm struggling with the rules. And the rules are changing day by day. And that that's anxiety provoking. Some people were worried about things in the far future, like, you know, will my child be okay? Will I be okay? Um, For other people, we're rehashing the past. Like, should I have done this? Could I have done this? Why didn't I do that? So, I really I think it's always best to get it out, like get a flashlight on it and and go what what is the thing that's keeping us up?" and you know whatever method you know, some people have to dance that out, some people have to exercise it out. I like to write it out and just verbally forgive the phrase, but verbally vomit on the page and go, "I'm worried about this, I'm worried about this, I'm worried about this." because eventually I get to the bottom line. And as soon as I get to the bottom line and I say, this is what I'm really worried about, then my head goes into solutions. Well, what can I do about it? What can't I do about it? But what can I do about it? And as soon as I'm in that mode, I can go to sleep. Um, so I want to know from you guys, what are the things that are keeping you up at night? Oh, and I love Renee and Elvira wrote it and said, it's teacher appreciation week. Any gift ideas? Yes. Thank you for reminding me about that. It is teacher appreciation week. and Can I tell you, cause former teacher here, the best thing that you can do is write a letter. The very best thing that you can do for any teacher, I know we all want to go shower with them with gifts and gifts are fine. If you want to spend money, I encourage you to get gift cards because those they can put together with other things. Um, I also want to encourage you to get them uh, um, an IBT training because that's the gift that keeps on giving. It's education for them, but it also helps them to be a better teacher. Uh, and it's towards the end of the school year, so it may not help your child out, but it might give them something to do over the summer, you can go to ibehavioraltraining.com and reach out to them and get a training. Like There are several that I love, but you know, I always used to give the gift of there's one training that's how, um, how to help a teacher to deal with um, fire drills and emergency drills with a person on the spectrum in the classroom because wouldn't it be great if they all had that training, right? Um, So I I love that one, but there are other ones about how to set up a positive learning environment. Pick the one, go to iBehavioraltraining.com and pick out a training. But I got to tell you, the best gift you can give a teacher is a letter in which you thank them and say how amazing they are and how helpful they were, if they were, don't lie, but if they were helpful with your child on the spectrum and to put that in a letter and then you give the one letter to the teacher And you say, and I've sent a copy of this to your principal to put in your permanent file. When these folks go to get raises or to move up the food chain and go into administrative work, these letters are often the deal breaker. This is what gets them to the next level. The teacher's appreciate it because it's being told you matter and you made a difference, right? Which, you know. If somebody is a good teacher, that is like a love language to them, but it also helps them to connect to the other reinforcers like better pay and to go into administrative work, which, let's be honest, we need more of these people who are good and compassionate and understand our kids on the spectrum in those administrative roles instead of people who just didn't want to teach anymore. Can I get an amen? So write those letters. um, that's something that somebody else taught me wasn't my idea, but I've been doing that for years. And I'll tell you the other dividend from it is the other teachers find out that you write these glowing letters of recommendation that go in their file. And so people start to actively, the next grade up is like, Oh, I can't wait to have him or her in my classroom because they know that you are a person who's going to write them a letter if they do a good job. So, um, Lucy says, I do a Discovery Toys giveaway for teachers. You know, I love Discovery Toys, Lucy. So that's a great idea, especially, um, you know, for the younger kids to have toys. You know, anytime you give the gift of school supplies, um, whether it's toys or things like that, a really great thing. But I got to say, Great for the toys, discovery toys for the younger kids, but also they have some great books like maze books and things like that for the older kids that are always great resource for teachers, even if they have older students in the classroom. So great idea, Lucy. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, okay. So, but I want to know what keeps you guys up at night. I haven't seen anybody say what keeps them up at night. I got to go back through the comments here. Hang on a second. Okay. Uh, Thank you. I don't see any comments about what keeps you up at night. But let's move on to our topic of the week. Are you guys ready for this? Our topic this week is my favorite topic, because it's acceptance versus contentment. So sometimes when we are up in the middle of the night, and we are struggling with something, um, I, you know, that whole thing I was saying, you know, get it out, get it in the light, take a look at it. And then I move it into what, you know, what is it? What can I do about it? What can I do about it? Right. And this is when we get into the difference between acceptance versus contentment. I, I just want to say to all of us, we don't ever have to be content. Not any day ever. You don't have to like it. You don't have to be in a place where you're like, yep, it's perfect. I just don't know what that feels like. I don't know what it is to be a hundred percent content and you don't have to be there. But there is something to be said for accepting what is. I uh, love uh, Byron Katie, and she has a whole thing about loving what is. Woo, some days that's hard. Because how can I love what is when it's not what I want? This is the difference between acceptance and contentment. Because I can be in acceptance of it and say, this is what is. Um, But I don't have to like it and I don't have to accept that it's never going to change. But when I can accept it and go, okay, this is the circumstance that we're in, then I can ask that question. What can I do about it? And sometimes the answer is nada. Can't do a thing about it. Uh, I can't change the circumstance, but then I can go further down on my checklist and I can go, can I change how I'm looking at it? And sometimes that's the key, right? Or how can I make the best of what it is, even though it is? So being in acceptance is where I find peace. I don't have to be in contentment. I can work towards being content. I can find like what, asking the question, what would change this so that I could get through it? What's the best way that I could get through this? I I always talk about, I love positive assumptive questions that if, you know, sometimes you wake up in the morning, you're facing a day and you're like, ah, I don't want to do anything in my day today. But if you ask a positive assumptive question, your brain is a computer that always says yes. So if you're having one of those days and you say, what could I do to make this day fun? Your brain goes, yes, this day could be fun. And the thing that would make it fun is, and fill fill in the blank. It's a better way to live than to just be right? But our guest today, I'm sure is going to have some things to say to, about that because he's a great, great example of choosing uh, what you want to be in acceptance in and what you want to work on because you're not content with it. And he is someone who is showing more and more people on the spectrum and off the spectrum how to find that for themselves. Uh, he is the co-author of a wonderful book called Come to Life. Uh, and he's been on the show many times before. Of course, I'm talking about the fabulous uh, Tom Island. And so I want to take a second here and welcome him to be with us. Uh, I, uh, Tom, how are you?
0: I'm doing very well, Shannon. Thank you. How are you?
1: I'm great. And I'm better that you're here. I was looking, but I don't have my copy of come to life here. It's at the studio, which I haven't Uh, been with me.
0: So I thought
1: you might be, because you're, (laughs) you're always prepared. So, um, and Tom, there are so many things about you. It's like, how do you fit all of them into an introduction for you, but you are an amazing advocate. I don't know what, What words do you use to describe yourself, Tom? Do you refer to yourself as a self-advocate? What words do you use? Uh,
0: My language preference is uh, I'm a, a person with autism or a person on the autism spectrum. Basically, my philosophy is that if you want to be acknowledged and accepted by humanity, you must first acknowledge and accept your own humanity. And I am so many things. I am a man, I am a son, I am a brother, I'm a nephew, I'm an uncle, I'm a CPA, I'm a human potential coach, I'm an accredited speaker, I'm a marathon runner, I am a Jeet Kune Do student, I'm a Toastmaster, and I just happen to have autism. There we go.
1: And I love that philosophy of things, and I love that list of things. I mean, I've, I've known you, Tom, for probably a decade now. Um, and, I remember the first time I met you and you were working as a CPA and I just thought that was amazing. Um, And I, and I was like, wow, look at that. And you were, you know, you were a suit guy. You were a guy in a suit working a job uh, as a CPA, but I remember um, that filled me with so much hope because you, um, you grew up in the same place that my son largely grew up until we moved a couple of years ago, literally in the same city town, Um, And I had the benefit of a lot of the things that you and your family, particularly your mother, your mother's a force to be reckoned with, a a lot of the things that she had put in place for you, I got the benefit of because my son came behind you a good 10 years behind you, but there were already things in place, right? Um, And I could tweak them for us. Um, But I, but I was the benefit. So I was always sort of looking at you. And then I saw you do something really amazing um, and scary uh, was that you said, you know, as I'm a good CPA uh, and I went to school and I'm, you know, and I, I have this really good job, but I have a bigger calling and I know that I'm more than this thing, this CPA thing and you systematically changed your life up, like up, down and sideways and sought your passion and became a Toastmaster and, and became someone who speaks internationally and became someone who you know, runs these amazing, we're gonna talk about, you're getting ready to do a triathlon, Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oh, you did Iron all Man. of these and became an <laughs> author and all of these things. And that's in the time that I have known you. So um pretty amazing. Um for and, and you're still incredibly young. Like let's <laughs> exactly. say that. Um, you're a young, young guy. So so impressive. We're so thrilled to have you here. But you and you call yourself a human potential coach. Is that correct?
0: That is correct. It's a title put on through the Human Potential Institute. And Basically, it's an online course that I took in 2019 that helped me discover uh, what the elements of life coaching are, health coaching, performance coaching, and personal development coaching, because I think a lot of people on the autism spectrum are kind of being held back in life, whether they impose it upon themselves or people have told them their whole lives, you're no good or you won't amount to much. And so they just give up before they can even really set out on something and it's been five and a half years since I put in my two weeks at my last a kind job and I thought when I first got my a kind degree or my license that that was going to be my life's work but when I was actually in the trenches finding out wow there's some actual difficult analysis involved and I was kind of crunching numbers at a desk and also hearing more and more stories of my peers struggling to come out of their shell I realized I had to get out of that desk environment and go out to where the action is and make something of myself. So I, by becoming a coach and having given the history that I have, I wanna show that you can do more than what you think you're capable of sometimes. And when you give yourself to a cause bigger and greater than yourself that you not only help yourself, but you help others as well.
1: And I think what's one of the things that's really important about it, Tom, um, is that you know, there are a lot of people who just decide, okay, I'm gonna be a speaker, um, but they don't but they haven't done the thing that they're asking people to do. Um there's a lot of people out there right now, and that always makes me bonkers. But that is not you. I, that you walked your talk first um, and, and learned a lot of things along the way. And then now are sharing that with other individuals. And I think it comes from a place of real authenticity. Mm Um, and that's pretty amazing, especially in one so young that, you know, it, it needs to be said that you were already, you know, working that, like, you know, uh, what do they call it when you're in the career that you, you know, you said you set out to be, and a lot of people just would have would have been content with that. But um, it's very scary to step outside and say, I'm going to seek to more potential, exactly the human potential um, coaching. So this is now what you do. I think um, we want to show the come to life book that uh, you know, I say book, but I almost want to say book workbook, um, because there are so many things in it. If you're a parent and, um, and look, there you are on the cover yeah, of yeah, Autism yeah. Digest with Anita Lesko. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, um, if you're a parent and uh, whether, what's the youngest age you think maybe Come to Life would be good for Tom?
0: So my mother and I wrote Come to Life with young people at 12 and older in mind. So age 12 and up. The premise of the book is to be a prequel to Transition because as we think about our young people growing up, becoming adults, leaving junior high to high school or high school to college, looking for work for the first time. We've got a lot of questions for them. Like, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? What do you want to be? And a lot of times the answer is, I don't know. Because there hasn't been a lot of exploration as to what the options are. Young people, especially on the autism spectrum, have to actually experience it for themselves, get into the waters, getting their feet wet, so to speak, to see what it feels like in order to, know for sure and also make more decisions and make better decisions at that to evolve and become more in line with what they want to do so this come to life your guide to self discovery is missing in a lot of young people's lives and i think needs to be put into more schools into more transition plans into more uh, ieps or ipps as a guide to show people everybody present that life isn't going to come to you It's up to you to come to life. That's why we named it come to life and more and more people on the spectrum need this guide in order to find the answers they need to live the life that they want. You mentioned authenticity. It's about living the life that you want and other people can support you and have ideas of what would be good for you. But at the end of the day, the decision must be yours.
1: Amen to that. And I but I think a lot of parents are a little bit at sea because they don't know what to do. I was having this conversation with somebody recently cuz you know my son is getting ready to go to college and it was May 1st over the weekend and he had to definitively say which college he was going to. And I and I was explaining to someone who doesn't have kids on the spectrum I was saying, you know, it's hard because he can't he can't envision Um, you know, it was hard for all of us to pick which college we were going to, but I think it's even harder for him because what he has exactly what you were saying, what he hasn't experienced, he doesn't know. So he can learn it from other people, but he hasn't had an older sibling go away to college. So, you know, we had to be doing some things to help him to get ready for that. But I think parents in general, we go, Oh, I don't know how to explain it to them. If I, if they're not understanding my explanation, but here's why this book slash workbook is so great because you don't have to come up with the way to do it. What happens is that there are exercises that you do with your child side by side with your child. And then you, you know, there are different things that you do and work together and talk it through. And it's absolutely brilliant, Tom. I shared this before because my son and I did some of the exercises. And what happens is that you're doing an activity You're working on something together and it pulls back all of the layers and things get revealed. Things about you get revealed to your child. Things about your child get revealed to you and your bond with the child gets closer. But also what you'll see is that you're preparing your child to know themselves because that's the first step that you always talk about, right, Tom? That they need to know themselves. Uh, Yeah, I've read the book. Um, so, but I, but I really want to encourage, so there's a lot of parents out there that are like, oh, we're coming out of COVID. I don't really, I don't know what to do this summer. Cause we're in this wonky summer where it's like, there's activities, but there aren't activities. And maybe your kid can do the activities. Maybe they can't. And you're like, I don't know what to do. And school doesn't have it really together yet. Get yourself this book, like pick one, maybe a week, Tom, to do with your child. And, and if you find that you like it, do more than one a week.
0: Indeed, okay. and I think this, this pandemic has really allowed, or at least speaking from my own experience, that the opportunity to take a step back and reflect on where you are, where you've come from, and where you want to go. Because when, a lot of times, when we get put on a path towards something we don't want, or discover that it's not what we expected, we become in, engaged in disarray all over again. Yeah. So when we but, really but this goes- to answer those questions, it gets better results.
1: But this goes into, and Ganja, thank you for joining us. She said, I just joined What's the Topic, Please, today. Tom Island is here with us. And he uh, has co-authored this book, Come to Life, and is a human potential coach. Uh, Tom identifies himself as being many things, uh, including being a person who's on the spectrum. And Tom has done many things with his life, but is now a certified human potential coach. And Tom, you've got something to offer our um, audience this summer. If they're in that place of, I don't know what to do with my kiddo and just doing an exercise in a book isn't going to be enough. Cause maybe your kiddo is 16, 17, 18, 22 and or older. And you're like, I need intensive and I need it right now. So tell them about what you've got going on this summer, Tom.
0: So I think a lot of the studies have shown that people on the spectrum want to hear about struggles or suggestions or solutions from someone who's actually on the spectrum. No offense to parents, but I think your children need to hear from someone who's actually been through the struggles that they've been through and found a way to come out on top. So I'm gonna be doing something beginning Saturday, June 5th. I'm gonna be using the chapters in Come to Life as a premise to engage in discussion and lead activities. I call it a group coaching session for people who wanna come in and talk about what's happening with them or i'll lead like an icebreaker activity i'll have some clips from youtube videos that help people see that they can be more than what they think they are so the first chapter in come to life for example is uh, drive your life forward so we'll talk about where you are in like the car of life are you in the driver's seat going where you want to go are you in the passenger seat maybe being a navigator telling other people where you want to go or are you in the back seat, just like, I don't care. I don't have a say in where I'm going. Right. And if that's the seat that you wanna be in and the steps you can take to get to a better seat if you would rather be elsewhere. So look, that's just an example of some of the things that I'll be doing this summer to help young people make the most of their summer and have a better year and life for themselves.
1: And so this is a, you know, there, are there. how many sessions are there? Are there eight sessions this summer? Uh, there,
0: there are going to be six. So six chapters and Come to Life, one uh, group session for every chapter on six consecutive Saturdays. So from June 5th all the way to July 10th, every Saturday for two hours.
1: Can, can people sign up for just, like, they can look at the topics and sign up for just one, or do they need to do all six? How's it going to work?
0: So I actually just put the payment links onto my social media this morning. You can get one session at a time. And if you sign up for even one session, you're going to get a free signed copy of Come to Life sent to you because we'll be referring to some of the exercises in this book during the sessions. If you want to get all six, I call it the full guided tour. You can get all six sessions and you'll get the book and a one-on-one, one-hour coaching session with me. Okay. So you have of well, one, two, three, four, five, or all six.
1: Okay. So I always like the good, better, best model, right? And so I-, I want you guys to know that there's the book and the book is a great resource. And, you know, it's very inexpensive, very cost effective. Where can they get the book if they just want to get the book, Tom?
0: If you just want to get the book, and I'm, I see uh, we've got uh, social media chat going here. I'm going to actually paste in the link to getting my book. In here for those that just want to order it and you're and i'm so happy to hear that you and jim benefit from it and that he's Absolutely. 18 years old already my gosh where's the time well, going? Where, does
1: the, where does the time go um so so i want to i and of course we'll we'll put the it'll be in the chat did you put it in the private chat or the public chat i'm not saying uh,
0: no it. it's going in the public chat right about okay. now okay
1: and then for those who are watching the subsequent recording though we want to encourage people to go to tom thomas excuse me island and island is without the s so Thomas, right. no s and island.com and then you'll see links to all of this there on tom's uh, website and, um, and i've also so,
0: uh, sorry sorry to interrupt i've actually also started a new website based on the coaching business i've done and, and you can purchase my book via this website too Come to lifecoaching.com. Okay, win. come to life Come to lifecoaching.com. Great.
1: So you could just go and get the book, but for some of us, it's like, oh, I need a little bit more. And you're looking for things for your teen or adult to do this summer to help them. You know, there's always this problem, Tom, that as parents, we don't know how to let go. We've gotten so used to coddling, we don't know how to let go, but we see our kids getting older and we know we want them to be more independent. We want them to be more interested in their lives. For all of you who write in and say, all my daughter does is sit on a chair and drink coffee with a spoon, right? And you're like, and I don't know what to do. This is a great thing to do. So I would encourage you the next, you know, next best thing is to have them do one or the full range of these coaching, group coaching things, they'll get to meet other people on the spectrum. And this is all virtual, right, Tom? They're doing it online?
0: Th- these will be virtual sessions. I could p- potentially see myself months or years down the road making this in person. But I found actually COVID and that ability to reach people in other countries even while remaining at my own desk, that that's been a really, and A really, plus, right? uh, silver I, line I, to this great cloud. Yep,
1: I agree. But so, so, you know, even better, you know, to do these group sessions gets them a social thing, but also helping them to work directly with Tom. But then you also mentioned that there is the opportunity. If you, if you buy all of the sessions at once, you get a free one-on-one coaching with Tom. But the truth mm-hmm. of the matter is, is if you wanted to go directly to that and you say, I can't mess with the group, I want one-on-one coaching with Tom for myself or for my teen or my adult on the spectrum. That is always an option. Is that not, Tom?
0: It is always an option. If you just want to book a coaching session with me, you can do that through the Come to Life coaching website and you'll see book a coaching session and then we'll be able to make that arrangement for you. And I have several clients right now, a lot of one-on-one clients with different uh, situations, if you will they're going through like i've got a young man who wants to write speeches of his life and give them him the audiences because i'm a toastmasters accredited speaker i help people with speech craft i know a gentleman in north carolina who works as a barista who wants to start his own computer coding business so i'm helping him with that i have a, another gentleman who's living with his grandfather and is actually considering changing genders so that's something he and i are discussing in our sessions i'm not going to give anybody's names out of confidentiality but Basically, I can help and I do coach people on the spectrum to become their best selves and live the life that they want. And that improves their overall quality of life.
1: And I got to say this, you guys, there are some of you because I, you know, a lot I get a lot of parents that talk to me on a weekly basis, Tom. And if you're somebody who has a teen or an adult and you're saying, you know, for instance, maybe the issue is they just don't have any friends. They don't have a social life school is ending or is over or in COVID, you know, we haven't had the school thing. And it really pulls back the curtain on how much of a life they're not really enjoying how small of a footprint they are having in their own life. And a lot of you are like, I just don't know how to get them friends. Well, you know, Having a mentor, somebody who gets it, who speaks the same language, I mean, literally as your kiddos and who can be that sort of, you know, big brother to help them to identify who they are, what they want, and then help them to go and get it. Tom is a great, you can see he's a wonderful role model uh we we all you know no no one would like uh sneeze at having you be their child tom uh you're a great uh, you're a c- kind caring articulate intelligent you know just really wonderful humanitarian so what what better role model could you possibly have than tom um and i got to say you know yes it's something that you you need to pay tom for his time Um, because that's the deal. But the nice thing about that is, you know, you can count on Tom um, and that, you know, you're paying for him to mentor your child, which means he's not going to let you down. When you get the boy down the street and say, could you maybe go running with him sometime? And then the boy gets a girlfriend and he's gone and you can't count on him, right? You can count on Tom. And because it is a professional relationship, Tom's going to be there to help your child. I also want to say, too, how important it is for parents to understand this process um, and to understand how much of a life their child could have. I'm seeing a lot of us, myself included, Tom, that Mm. coming out of COVID, we're terrified. We're just terrified and we want to coddle our kids. So I think. You know, if you're going to get come to life, I really think you should get two copies. You need to get one for the person on the spectrum and you need to get one for the parent. And I don't think it really matters how old the person on the spectrum is because I think it would really parents would benefit um, from and I think, you know, having your own copy so that you can write in it and make notes and do whatever I, you know, it's not an expensive book. Treat yourself to two copies. Uh, okay. So you have an analogy that you use, uh, or an, what is that called? An anagram, whatever. You oh, an, an it's an
0: acronym.
1: Acronym. Thank <laughs> you. That's the word. You use the word life. Talk to us about what the, what that stands for, for you.
0: So as I'm writing, uh, come to life, I, thought about uh, all the different people that have like the meaning of life. There are religious leaders, philosophers, even Monty Python has a meaning of life. But I thought to myself, what does life really mean to me? And I learn best when I deal in acronyms, like a lot of information, if you can make it into one word in which the letters stand for something, that's how I learn. And so I've proposed and have put out there an acronym for life. So the L stands for love and relationships. The I stands for independent living, the F stands for further education, and the E stands for employment. And as you think about all your young people out there, autism or not, this is what you want for them, right? You want them to love themselves and have someone that loves them just as much. You want them to have a good life of independence. And I say independence in the sense, not that it doesn't necessarily limit them to just a household. But part of being independent is about being in charge of your life, taking and keeping charge of your life and making decisions so you can go where you want to go in life. And further education has to do with not just going to college or some trade school or something after high school. It's also about being open to other people's opinions, being aware of what's going on in the world around you and keeping that in mind. And finally, employment. We want our young people to have A life of purpose and be compensated for the work they do and hopefully save some money for a rainy day. But unemployment is a huge factor of people on the spectrum in that it's difficult for them to obtain and retain employment. One of my biggest goals growing up was full-time permanent employment with benefits. Full-time permanent employment with benefits. So no part-time internship, volunteer, temp stuff. I wanted to get into an organization and grow in it and have opportunities to improve and move up in the ranks, so to speak, and while earning my keep and having insurance and such. Granted, after so many years of that environment, I walked away from it and found something better for myself. But don't we want something for our young people to set a foundation for a life that they can love and live? I don't think that's being done enough today. So when we focus on love and relationships, independent living, Further education and employment or life, that's what's going to help people on the spectrum have a better future.
1: Amen to that. And and important that we give everyone that opportunity. Uh, I love that that was your goal, the full-time employment with benefits. And I love that you went and did that for a number of years and then said, there's something more. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, you know, you had to have it to know what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we think about it, I always talk about this, that so many times people discount folks on the spectrum and think that these things won't be possible. And I think that we need, as parents, we need to get on board with that these things are possible. I mentioned before, your mother is a force to be reckoned with, and she was not (laughs) going to, uh, she was not going to, you know, you have brothers and sisters, she was, was not going to have you do anything less, you were, she was going to give you every single opportunity. um, And you worked hard to be able to have those things. So we're not saying that it's just snap your fingers and wish it and it and it comes to fruition. But there's things as a parent that you can do to set your child up for success. And there's things that you yourself, the person on the spectrum can be doing to help yourself as well. Mm -hmm. But the book helps you to go through all of that. We're running out of time, though, Tom, and I wanted to leave time to talk about you have become like a fitness nut, uh, in the last couple of years. Uh, it's almost like, you know, uh, like, were you ever, were were you somebody who enjoyed working out and running before you got the bug to do this? Or is this relatively a new thing?
0: It's relatively a new thing for me because I knew I've always meant, or I am feel like I'm meant for something extraordinary or to lead an extraordinary life. And I'd done a lot of, uh, Like weight training and martial arts physical fitness endeavors to better myself but i wanted to do something that really helped me stand out in a bit and i heard about people running marathons and only like one percent of the world has ever run a marathon so 2018 i signed up to run a full i knew i could do a half distance wise so i went for the full i want to get out of my comfort zone when i do these runs so i ran one marathon then i ran another and then COVID hit, so I started doing virtual marathons running around my neighborhood and keeping track of the distance and time. But I always ask myself, what's next? Or how can I one-up this? Or what's bigger than this? And there was a gentleman here in town who says there's an, uh, there's Ironman triathlons. He runs Ironmans in his spare time. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go for an Ironman. And he explained to me, if you can run a marathon, you can run a half Ironman. And I'm like, well, I want to do something that's out of my comfort zone. I don't want to do something I no, I can do so. I am currently training to run a full Ironman triathlon later this month. And for those just, of you who don't know what an yeah. Ironman is, that's a 2.4, 2.4 mile swim, 112 miles of bike riding, and a marathon, 26.2 miles of running, a total of 140.6 miles in less than 17 hours. Oh my
1: gosh. I would need 17 weeks and a vehicle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's about i haven't even been trained that long but but i have put on a little bit of weight from covid the covid 19 i call it and since i started training about two months ago i've lost about half of that so i'm coming to life now that i'm vaccinated now that i want to come to life grab the bull by the horns start making a name for myself and my coaching business to help people on and off the spectrum come to life too
1: Okay. Well, somebody just wrote in and said my son is overweight and embarrassed. Uh, he wears his jacket all day in school. Uh, I'm going uh, today to meet a trainer. Fingers crossed that she can help us. Uh, that he could benefit talking to you. And I think that that's probably very true, Lucy. That um, you know, having somebody who understands and um, and is motivated, like like Tom, I mean, Tom, we said before, Tom's a really good role model. So I want to make sure that you have his website so that you can connect with him. But Tom, you know, can we talk a little bit about the, because you just said, you know, you put on a little bit of weight with COVID. um, But instead of just being, it goes back to our topic today, which uh, this week, which is acceptance versus contentment. You don't have to be content with the fact that you've gained weight. You have to accept that you've had it that you've gained the weight so that you can start the process of losing it. Right. And, and so you were in a place where you're like, all right, I put on a little bit of weight, but I want to do this thing and got yourself motivated to do it. I I talk a little bit to this mom about um, her son doesn't have to be embarrassed. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. And uh, it comes, it comes back to uh, the basis of come to life. When my mother asked me, Tom, if you could tell your peers one thing, what would it be? And I said, know yourself love yourself, be yourself, know yourself, love yourself, be yourself. It's my mantra and the basis for come to life. And I think especially in this day and age where if someone is a little bit heavier than usual, it, it shouldn't be about how much you weigh. It's how you feel about yourself. And there's a quote by one of my favorite authors, Jack Canfield, that says nothing will change for the better until you do. Nothing will change for the better until you do. So if you want to be better, lose some of the weight, improve your body image, it starts and ends with you.
1: Well, we were talking earlier about how there have been some benefits to COVID that COVID has made it possible for us to see how much we can learn and teach in different modalities and doing stuff on zoom and, and being able to meet virtually. But I I will say that some for some folks, a lot of folks, there was a there was a weight gain um, during COVID. But there's there are those of us on the other side that I've never been somebody who's been big on exercise. But being at home um, and continuing to work, I think that that's been a very different environment for people. But I, you know, continuing to work and sometimes working harder and longer. In the first two months of COVID, there were a lot of us who were working in production that like a 60 hour week wasn't enough. We were working 80 hours a week and I was struggling. And, and so we, you know, i and my, I saw my son struggling that he wasn't getting enough exercise. I've talked about here before on the show, Tom, we got a treadmill and um, put it in the middle of the living room. And I have seen how much benefit there is for me for self-regulation. So I've lost 40 pounds. I still have a long way to go in COVID, but I've lost 40 pounds. But that hasn't been the big takeaway. The big takeaway is understanding how much we all need to be moving our bodies. Mm -hmm. And if you have a, a kiddo, a teen, an adult who's on the spectrum, who's not moving their body in some way, whether it be swimming or walking or running or weightlifting or something, something where they're moving, their, their big muscles in their body, I think it's very anxiety provoking. So I love that this mom is going to talk to you and that she's talking with a trainer. I shared the fact that we got virtual one-on-one training for my son um, during the pandemic because I couldn't motivate him to do the exercise. That's the other thing is the parents, we have to understand that we can't always be the motivator. Like it just doesn't work at a certain age, but getting some, I couldn't get him to work out because I was coming from a place of inauthenticity. Even now, you know, after a year of working out, I still have a long, I'm never going to be somebody's physical coach, right? That's not happening, but getting him a trainer. And yes, there was an expense with it, but getting him a trainer there was somebody else to motivate him and that person became their role model. So I think physical trainers are great. I think trainers to help with all of the other stuff, uh, like what Tom is talking about, really worthwhile. So we've, we've got about two minutes here, Tom. Let's do, Let's do our closing thoughts here from you and then tell us again where we can go to get all of your stuff.
0: So my closing thoughts are that the more we can believe in our children and their dreams, the more likely that they will be realized because even from the beginning, when I told my mother that I love star Wars and I want to do George Lucas's accounting, she could have told me that's a pipe dream, get real. Let's find something more realistic. But my mother gave me a reality check. You have to pass tests. You have to go to college. You have to find jobs in entertainment. And I pursued that. So the next time someone or your child tells you what they want to do, show them what it takes to get there versus writing it off or discounting or dismissing their dreams. Because that could make a huge difference in their lives. We're we're looking for someone to believe in us and your children are looking for them or for you to believe in them. I'll say that again. Your children are looking for you to believe in them. So. I want to encourage all of you to again go to cometolifecode.com and you can order Come to Life Your Discovery and share in that process of helping your children that they want. Absolutely. So
1: either TomIsland.com, ThomasIsland.com, excuse me,
0: here.
1: Island.com. You put it on Facebook, so let me put it in so that it goes to all the platforms uh thomas t o m a s island dot
0: com yeah, i'm, I'm um, actually considering changing my name to avoid all those
1: uh no i think it actually makes I'm it kidding, memorable i'm kidding uh <laughs> i actually. i do i think that those those different so there we go you guys i've got mm-hmm. it right tom uh thomasisland.com um uh, but there's also come to life coaching.com mm-hmm. but you can get there from thomasisland.com that's good. Um, so, uh, Tom, I really just, I, I have so much love and respect for you. I think you're incredible. Always have. And of course, you know, I have so much respect for your mom. Uh, and it was such a privilege to get to follow be- behind her, uh, footprints in the snow. Uh, I, everybody's wishing you good luck with your Ironman. You're going to have to keep us posted and I'm sure that people can follow you on social media, right?
0: Yes, I am on all the major social media platforms under the name Thomas Island, no S in Island. And I look forward to receiving messages and requests from all of you. Thank you. And
1: so, so but people need to be signing up soon because the, there's a limited amount of space in that group coaching that's happening starting June 5th. Correct. So, if you need to register yourself or your kiddo, if you want to do that, and you need to do that soon. Uh, because what I don't, I know we're all last minute Lulu's, and we're like, well, you know, June fifth is a long time away. But then yeah. a lot of t- I've experienced is then you get there and the class is full. So if you want that for your kiddo or you want that for yourself, get signed up um, as soon as possible. Then you'll get the workbook, and you know you can do an exercise together before that. I really highly recommend that um, because it it doesn't happen by accident uh, Tom is not who he is by accident. I know, I know that your mother moved mountains out of your way, um, and instilled in you a, a passion for knowing yourself. And, uh, and she got out of your way at a certain point. I watched your mother get out of your way, which is that in and of itself was pretty amazing to see. I hope I can be as good. I don't know.
0: Uh, I think you're doing very well for yourself if that Yeah, means.
1: jury is out. I'm I, is I I'm at that critical point where I gotta let go a little bit. And it's hard. It's hard right now in COVID because we've been in this insular thing. And so now not only do I need to get out of that, but I need to get out of his way a lot because he's turning eighteen. Uh he's literally turning eighteen on the day that your first class starts. So Uh, after your first class, we're doing a a drive by graduation and birthday. So Uh as soon as your as soon as your class is over, come on down, Tom.
0: All right. I'll mark my calendar.
1: (laughs) Yes, please do. The invitations are going to be posted soon. Uh, so anyway, much love to you, Tom. Uh, I, I expect great things for you. We can't wait. When is the triathlon? It's coming up, right?
0: Sunday, May 23rd, less than three weeks from now. Are you ready? I may or may not be. Time will tell. I I continue to train hard and there's no other person on the spectrum to my knowledge that has completed a full Ironman and I want to be the first. So I'm I think, shooting you, I for think that. you're going to
1: do it. Just be safe, okay? I
0: sure well, thank you very much for your support. All
1: right. Thank you for being with us, Tom. I just want to finish by saying, you guys, we've gone a little over time. Tomorrow, we have the best of Temple Grand. And if you missed last week when we had her live, we're, we're replaying tomorrow's episode. It Tomorrow is May the 4th, which obviously you will be celebrating, Tom. If may you the 4th be with uh, you. <laughs> yes, may the 4th be with you as well. <laughs> On Wednesday, we have Dr. Doreen Grampiche here live to answer your questions. On Thursday, We have Dr. Stephen Shore with us live on Thursday. He is the person famous for saying, if you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. So he's going to be with us on Thursday. And on Friday, we've got an amazing doctor with uh, a robot that you guys are not going to believe. And you're going to want to meet this robot. I can't wait to meet this robot. So that's happening on Friday, along with In the News with Nancy. All right, uh, but... Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Until then, may the fourth be with you. Give yourselves a hug and uh, give your child a hug from me as well. Bye bye for now.
0: Thank you all.